Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. It's time for another edition of Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning into our podcast as Mike and I talk about investing, finance, and retirement. Mike, buddy, how are you? Mark, doing great. Just have enjoyed a wonderful Thanksgiving time with family. Hope you had a nice time too. I did. I hope that every all of our listeners enjoyed their holiday as well. The first part of the holiday, yes. I think it's turned into, well, it's really, I think it's starting to morph into all three holidays. I think Halloween, <laughs> Thanksgiving, it, and Christmas. They run them together, don't <laughs> yeah, they? they? Yeah, they sure do. But yeah, absolutely. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Uh, this is our podcast post-Halloween and I'm happy to announce my pants still fit, so that's good. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you mean post-Thanksgiving. Or post-Thanksgiving. Right. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for catching that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, candy or turkey, right? I guess Halloween right. would be candy yeah. overload. So That's um, right. Although not a candy corn guy, though. So I don't is anybody <laughs> Is anybody really a candy corn person? I don't know. <laughs> I saw uh, we were in Blowing Rock, North Carolina back mm-hmm. in October. I think it was. Maybe it was in November. Okay. And, um, trying to see some leaves. Yeah, it was October. We were a little too early. They hadn't turned. And, right. And um, saw in a store downtown Blowing Rock a dress made, uh, or not made out of, but with candied corn all over it. Oh, wow. It was like fringes uh, of cr- candy corn all over it. I thought, man, that, I got to have that. That's something I got to have. <laughs> I get know, to see. My cross-dressing That's days, right. You know, I get, yeah, I've got to have, I got to put that, have that in the house. Just put it in the corner of the window or something. People come by. Make for an interesting yeah. conversation piece, wouldn't it? it people would Put it in your office. People come into the office and go, Mike, why do you have a yeah, candy boy, corn dress doing, over buddy? there? <laughs> well, I just really love candy corn. What can I say? There you go. Uh, all right. Well, enough shenanigans. Anyway, folks, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, this is going to be our uh, first of uh, two podcasts we'll do here in December. And then, of course, we'll uh, be heading into the the final holiday of the year. So we hope everybody enjoys themselves. But as always, if you hear something interesting or useful on the program and you want to learn more before you take action, always check with a qualified professional like Mike. He is a financial coach, and you can call him at 336 336- Six six eight four three three eight. I want to ask you a quick question about uh, a little. This is actually a couple of weeks older now, but I just wanted to kind of bring it back around to your practice. You know, the president's now claiming Florida as his state of residence uh, instead of New uh, York City, right? He he announced that like a month ago or something, mm-hmm. uh, presumably for tax reasons. But it got me thinking: How often do now we're here in North Carolina? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. we got pretty nice weather here a lot of times. I mean, even during the winters, it's not so so bad. Um, do you yeah. have people who? look at doing something like that where they have a second residence or maybe Florida is their main home or Texas or something like that and they kind of go or, or maybe they're maybe they come here from the north or something do you have any clients along those lines oh yeah and and you know I, I don't know exactly why uh, Mr. Trump was claiming Florida at this point I don't think he's planning to retire in the next year. Uh, yeah, who knows? But he's spending a lot of money not to. Yeah, and um, but but at any rate, no, there are a lot of reasons people do move. But there are some things um, that you you need to consider. You know, a lot of times that does happen at retirement time. Sure. But, yeah. You know, if you are going to leave an area where you have been, and I'd say particularly if you've been there for a long time, grew up there, that's where you've always had your family and all. You are looking at possibly leaving a lot of family behind. And um, I actually have a client right now who is moving from where they are after a spouse passed away and they are retired to be near their family. So they're moving back to where they're from, away from where they have moved over time. 
so you know to be near family is a big deal oh so sure a lot yeah. of people you know need to consider that am i leaving family or am i getting closer to family is that important to me and friends you're potentially leaving some people that you've made some uh, strong relationships with over some time and uh, that needs to be a consideration. Is that going to be worthwhile? I know I, one I hear a lot of is, man, I don't know if I can leave my doctors. I've got all these doctors set up and <laughs> right, all this right, stuff, yeah. you know, and that's where uh, I always hear I'm, I'm busier in retirement than I was when I was working because I got all these doctor appointments. Yeah, that's but, not, I don't know if that's necessarily a fun busy, but I yeah, guess. It's yeah, it's not a fun busy. That's yeah. right. Um, um, so, so those are some things to consider. But on top of that is the cost of the move. Uh, right, and, and Exactly. People, tax impacts of things. I'm sure the president did that for tax reasons. Florida does not have a state income tax, as do other states, some of which you mentioned, and weather and all those kind of things. So yeah. Right. Uh, well he's got a lot he's got a lot of money versus like the you know a lot of us, you know, the regular folks who would mm-hmm. be, you know, who would um in nor I call it normal land. <laughs> so right. <laughs> so do do you do we get a lot of people who want to move for tax reasons or, or is that probably pretty far down on the list because it probably isn't that big of a benefit? Yeah, I don't think it's the biggest uh, reason for most people. It's just kind of a uh, side bonus. That we typically, are spending our time with. Gotcha. Uh, but, okay, but it's there. It's there. Uh, it's sure. Something to consider. You, you know, you got to think about other things besides just income tax. I mean, what's the state sales tax and how is it levied? What about real estate property taxes and all that sort of thing? So you got to look at the whole picture and see. You know, what does it look like if that's a big driver for you? Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and hit our main topic this week here, Mike, on the podcast. So, uh, again, if you're thinking about moving for tax reasons, make sure, you know, you talk to an advisor like Mike at Strategic Planning Corporation. If you're moving for family, well, really, if you're thinking about moving in general, you probably still should talk to your um, to your financial advisor and CPA and all those things just to see how that's going to affect you in there. But always a good idea yeah. to do. But for now, let's go ahead and hit our main topic, Mike. And that's really just let's talk about some excuses that keep us from actually pulling the trigger on retirement. For some folks, you know, they'll say, I don't want to retire and they mean it. I think you've even said that. I think you said, yeah. ah, I don't I don't really want to retire. I like what I do. I love what I do. Uh, and other times for a lot of people, it can just be a defense mechanism really to just kind of mask that they're not sure that they can retire. And a lot of times I think that's what happens is, is we think, well, maybe I can retire, but I'm afraid to find out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of uh, general good excuses that we hear from people that's, you know, as to why they won't pull the trigger on finding out if they can retire. So let's start with the first one, the one that you use. And, the, and, uh, and again, maybe it's absolutely true, but a lot of people that say, well, I just love my career. I just love what I do. Give us some thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, that's the, the reason I to say I don't think I want to retire. I mean, I, I retirement is a fairly recent phenomena uh, coming out of uh, the Industrial Revolution and, and the things that occurred over time that allowed people to retire it used not to be a possibility. And many times today when people say that's because they may not be able to uh, for a variety of reasons. But uh, yeah, I do love my career and um, I love the, what I do. I love the uh, interaction with people. I love teaching and, and educating and that sort of thing. So I, I can't see coming to a point where all of a sudden I don't love that anymore. Could happen. Health could change. I always tell people at my seminars that, hey, if I start saying stupid things, let me know so I can know it's time to start moving out of here so I don't mess people <laughs> up. But, uh, you know, as long as my mind and my body allow me to do it, I, I would like to. Um, I was just talking to um, my brother-in-law in the last day or two at a tax course mm-hmm. we were taking together mm-hmm. about uh, that I was tired right now. I've been extraordinarily busy over the last several months, and I am tired. And I thought, I wonder if I should rethink this retirement thing. But uh, then I think about, 
I think I would just miss all the interaction and uh, helping people and doing the things I love. So I think that that is a point, though, that you need to consider. What if my health did change? What if things changed in the way that your business that you're involved in, whether it's a business you own or a business you're working for, it changed and it wasn't so much fun anymore. Yeah, true. Um, new protocols, new management, whatever. Maybe you don't want yeah. to learn. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just watching something about uh, Cabela's uh, being in a small community of Sydney, Missouri, I think it was. And uh, they uh, got bought out by, uh, I think it was Pro Bass Shops some years ago, and it just devastated that community because everything moved out. And it was really more of a hedge fund deal. It really wasn't to help the company. The company was doing great. The community was mm. thriving. Gotcha. Uh, they were expanding. And uh, a hedge fund came in and, and put this deal together uh, to make a bunch of money for themselves real quick and, and just blew up other people. That can happen. What are you going to do if that occurs? Gotcha. Uh, you may love your job today. You may hate it tomorrow just because of what's changing about your company or your industry. Okay, so a couple of good reasons. Yeah, and I think a lot of times it is easy for us to, you know, even yourself as an example there, like you mentioned, you know, it's easy for us to say, man, I really do love what I do. But, you know, the 10 years later, the body might say, I still love mm. it, but man, I just don't know if I feel like I can handle it, you know, so right. lots of things to think right. about. So that could be one excuse. Now, another one might be, Mike, and for somebody like yourself, you mentioned, well, you know, I, I kind of thought about it. I got tired and I thought, nah, I missed the interaction, things of that nature. And I think that's there for some people too. But they also think, Man, I'd just be bored <laughs> if I retired. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. I'd just sit around. What am I going to do, whittle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hey, that could be a good thing. You might enjoy um, whittling if you're a whittler. I know. No offense. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, you got to figure out what it is. And, you know, people talk about that. What's your avocation? What are your hobbies? Uh, what's going to take your time up if you don't do what you do anymore? If right. that changes. And, and, and that's good. That's good to develop that. We're doing a, um, a workshop in January down in Charlotte to kind of get at some of those kinds of things. And um, how do you feel about the way that you've established yourself in various domains of your life and, and avocations is, is one part of that. But, uh, you know, I remember my dad when he retired back in 1991 and uh, he played golf every day after a while, he got sick and tired of golf. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can just do so much of some things if they're not just super passions and his health changed and that kind of affects some of that too. So, but, you know, one of the things that can be really exciting about retiring, if you feel like you might get bored, is, hey, maybe you might be able to move to another job type that you've dreamed about, that you've had an interest in in the past, but just because of career um, right. obligations and family obligations, haven't been able to dip your toe in the water there. Right. Go go do another job that might That's good really be enjoyable. Yeah. Maybe, um, uh, you know, to play with my whittling joke there, maybe you, you know, you yeah. make some nice uh, wooden art crafts and you want to set up an Etsy store and sell them online, you know, who knows, right? Yep. Have clients that have done that in that very field, just like you're talking about. They enjoy doing things with their hands with wood and they've got great Etsy uh, woodwork shops. Yeah. Exactly. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, boy, that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think with the boredom thing, to your like to your dad's conversation, are you retiring to something? I think that's where people make the mm -hmm. mistake. I'm retiring. A lot of people say, well, I'm retiring to get away from work, right? I'm retiring mm -hmm. to leave work. I don't know that humans are designed for that, like mentally no. and, and, and physically. So I think we need, re re need to retire to something else. It doesn't have to necessarily be maybe as much physical work or even as much mental work, but it still needs to be to something, to some sort of activity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. my thoughts anyway. 
So I think that's a good place to think about if you're using that as an excuse. Well, I'd be bored if I was retired, so I'm not going to retire. Well, just mm-hmm. think about what you know you could be retiring to um, that may have uh, some bright side to that. All right. So now let's hit the one that is obviously the most commonly used excuse, Mike, and that's just, well, I don't have enough money to retire. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have enough money to retire. I don't think I have enough money to retire. Whatever form you want to use it in. But basically, it comes down to not really feeling confident that you you know, could pull the trigger. Yeah. And that's where you need to get a plan put together. You know, it's sometimes you've, you may have done all the things that you need to do and, and be in a position where you can retire. But if you don't know what you get out of what you've accumulated and how you've structured it, then right. it doesn't do you a whole lot of good as far as knowing where you're headed. You got the map, but it's rolled up. You need to open it up and plot the path and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. I hope that made sense. No, it does. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, many times you kind of know the pieces that you have in your financial plan, but you've never said, what do they actually end up doing? And if, once you, you do that, you may realize, oh my goodness, yeah, I, I am at a point where I could. Right, exactly. It's but like a collection realize, of stuff. No, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm really not. And, and yeah. my concern is valid. I, I do need to be concerned with that. And so that's where you can make uh, mid-course adjustments. Uh, you know, do it early so that you can, it's easier to make those adjustments. One of the things that I've recommended people do is if you're thinking about retiring, you're not sure, do a trial run, figure out uh, what the income is going to be and, and a safe income that you know that you're going to be producing from your investments and mm-hmm. Social Security. If you happen to have a pension or some other resource like that, take that amount and the excess income that you're earning now, put it in a remote account that you can't access and just see if you can live on that a smaller amount that you're anticipating hmm, having yeah. in retirement okay. and do that for six months to a year. See how it goes. Number one, if it works out great, then you've accumulated some additional money. If it doesn't work out, you've accumulated some additional money right, to help right. get toward it. You know, So uh, I, I think that's a great way to uh, test it a little bit before you just get right up to the door and you got to walk through that door and figure out how to handle it if you don't have the resource. Yeah. And a lot of it's going to come down to, have you really sat down? Like you said, you, we have these collection of things. We have these different products and whatnot. Have we really pulled these together to see what they formulate for a plan to have mm-hmm. an income plan? Because that's going to be the biggest determiner. A lot of times we go, well, uh, I don't have enough money to retire, Mike, because I don't have a million dollars or whatever that you think some arbitrary number that you think you need right. to have versus finding out, hey, the income amounts that I'm going to have coming in in retirement actually equate to enough for me to enjoy the lifestyle I have? That's another question to factor in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I can retire. So that, that kind of goes, so really it's sitting down, having a conversation with, you know, with a financial coach like Mike, running the numbers and seeing where you stand to see if you can do it. And I guess the final piece, Mike, would maybe just be, and it's along the same lines because I mentioned the word confidence earlier, and maybe you do have a financial plan or maybe you do have a portfolio, but you don't have any confidence in it. And I don't know why that might be. Maybe it's not been explained to you right. Maybe it's not laid out in a way that you know clicks for you, but I think a lot of people are afraid that they don't have the confidence to either retire or spend their money like um, and enjoy themselves in retirement. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the reason for that fear, uh, that lack of confidence is that people have uh, tend to put their confidence in their ability to continue to earn income. Okay. That that can go away because of disability or or death or what have you. And so, you know, that's not something that we should have a lot of confidence in necessarily. I mean, it's normal, it's natural to have that confidence in it. But 
uh, you know, what you've done to replace that ability to earn an income is important. So one of the things I, I recommend people do is let's don't just assume that you've got this collection of strategies, income sources, products, whatever it may be, but you have those things. What's the best timing to maximize their effectiveness in your income plan? For example, let's just say that you are seeing that you're going to need to retire at 67, 68, something like that. And you really had wanted to at least go to 70 before you elected Social Security benefits. It may be that it's a good time to go ahead and elect them because if you're married and your spouse is there, you might be able to pick up that 50% of your benefit if they've reached full retirement age also and um, more than make up for waiting another two to three years to reach age 70 uh, in terms of that benefit because their benefit's not going to increase. Uh, it's just going to be 50% of what you get at full retirement age. So, you know, there could be that uh, aspect of it. The other is you might be able to delay the Social Security to a later date after you've retired if your resources are such that you could live off of a little more income from investments or you have another source you could turn on for a period of time, any number of things it could be, and uh, go ahead and continue to delay receiving the Social Security until a later date. And so you might say, well, yeah, but then I'd use too much of that. Right. But then you'd have the higher benefit from Social Security, you might be able to cut back on the amount you're taking out of that and let it grow back. And, you know, just th- there's things to consider other than just do I have a million bucks that will right. produce me $40,000 yeah. a year plus mm-hmm. my Social Security and go down the road. Yeah, exactly. So. They all flow together like a puzzle piece, like a jigsaw puzzle. They really do. Yeah. And, and so kind of talking about these things. So really, that's going to do it for our podcast this week. Which excuse is keeping you from retiring? Are you using the I love my career or I'd be bored if I was retired or I just don't have enough money or I just don't think I have the confidence in my plan or maybe it's something else. Well, if you have those excuses, but you're still, you know, you're really thinking and retirement's weighing on your mind, have a conversation, talk with somebody like Mike Flanders at Strategic Planning Corporation, or if you've got friends or family who are in that same kind of boat, make sure you share our podcast with them. We'd certainly appreciate it. You can do it a couple of ways. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify, or a few other resources out there. You can find it on Mike's website, which is spcinvesting.com. If you don't want to search it, you can certainly just search it at one of those podcast platforms under Strategic Planning. That's the name of the show. Or, you again, you can just go to his website. You'll find it there. You can also click on it uh, and subscribe that way, spcinvesting.com. Maybe you've been sent this out uh, from Mike's team in a newsletter or an email. Either way, we'd certainly appreciate you sharing this with others who may benefit. But as always, if you have a question or you have a concern, before you take any action, talk with a qualified professional. Reach out to Mike at 336-668-4338. That is 336-668-4338. Mike Services here in the Carolina area. Carolinas, I should say. I guess you kind of do both. And yeah. yeah. So uh, reach out to him, give him a call. And with that, Mike, my friend, I think we're going to say goodbye for this week. I hope you have a fantastic week. Make sure you get your shopping done because it's going to be uh, close to Christmas next time we talk. It's on us. It's on us. All right. <laughs> well, you have a great week, my friend. We'll see you next time, you folks. Thanks, right Mark. here. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.